Today, I'd like to talk to you a bit about resilience, about our capacity to deal with the difficulties life can throw at us, whether they be the greatest trauma or the most mundane daily annoyance. As always, let's start off by defining a couple of terms I'm going to be using a lot. First of all, and I suppose how it relates to personal development and living a purposeful life. First off, let's define trauma, a term that comes up a lot. As you'd expect, trauma is loosely defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Or, if you're talking about it medically, a physical injury. Now, we're not going to worry too much about the physical trauma today, though that can play a big part in our mental health, but predominantly the emotional injuries that trauma can cause. And so why do we talk about trauma? Because so often when we're talking about our resilience, it's in relation to how our level of resilience defines our relationship to dealing with stress that can be caused by traumatic events. So resilience is roughly defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulty, to restore a sense of normalcy or balance after a traumatic event. Um, so times of trauma, as we've defined it, would obviously be considered a difficulty in relation to our resilience. It causes a lot of stress. So when thinking about how we can deal with it more effectively, it makes sense to look at how we cope with these kinds of really difficult periods. And, and while that is an important aspect to look at, in that major events can cause major repercussions, I'd like to focus a little bit more on the other part of our lives, the 90-odd percent of the time when we aren't experiencing life-altering, dramatically negative situations, but rather, rather dealing with life's everyday little stresses. I'd argue, in fact, that it really is the day-to-day -day stresses, whether it's family conflicts, relationship issues, job, job troubles. These are the things that, if not dealt with healthily, will be far more influential on your feelings of health and happiness and your overall well-being than any single traumatic event. It's our resilience that helps us deal with these ups and downs of daily life. So how do we develop our resilience? How do we, as people keen on personal growth, do we develop our mental toughness, our intestinal fortitude, so as to be able to bear the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune and not punch a random stranger. There are five or so techniques or hacks, if you will, that I want to talk about today that will help you develop that res resiliency. But let's, before we get into those, let's talk about some, shall I say, unhelpful coping mechanisms. The obvious ones like cigarettes, excessive alcohol consumption and abusing illegal or prescription drugs, um, they almost go without saying. You know, we know that for smokers, myself included, when I, when I was a smoker, stressful times elicit a response in our body where we just want some kind of relief. And having a cigarette relieves that craving which reduces our stress level. Excessive alcohol or abusing drugs relieve our brain of the stresses 
of day-to-day life, which can be really addictive. It can be a really appetizing and easy way to quickly resolve those stresses. Uh, But let's also think about some of the other damaging ways people might cope with growing levels of stress. You might might be one of the kinds of people who get short with people, get really snappy, either at home or at the workplace when you start getting stressed out. You might start acting less responsibly, engaging in self-destructive behaviours like smoking, like excessive alcohol, but also like just procrastinating, putting off stuff, not taking care of yourself. Maybe you shut down, not sharing your stresses with those near and dear to you, creating more distance between you and actually increasing your stress levels because you no longer feel like you have the support network you need because you've pushed them away. Um, Maybe you just spend your time being ineffective. You feel the need to relax more. So you binge watch a TV series on your day off instead of working out or going on a hike or reading a good book to expand your horizons, eventually leading to less health, less enjoyment in life, and again, more stress. And this last one I think is actually the most common. It's the most ingrained, and while it would, you wouldn't be foolish to think that it would therefore be the hardest thing to change, I think it's actually the simplest. It doesn't mean it's the easiest. It takes time to consistently change your behaviours. Habits are not formed in 21 days. Sorry, it's just not true. Behavioural psychologists believe the number is closer to between two and eight months, depending on the person and the type of behaviour you're trying to change. So it's going to take time. But if you're using any of the other unhealthy coping mechanisms like cigarettes or alcohol or self-destructive behaviour, on top of this distraction strategy, you'll have an increased resilience levels if you follow these these five techniques I'm going to share instead of relying on that distraction model. And what that will do is it will reduce your levels of significant stress, ideally reducing your need to rely on these extra unhealthy strategies. That, True, they do provide short-term relief. They create far more problems down the road. So, on to the five techniques. First, sleep. Now, it seems simple, but... You know, and how important is sleep really? Sure, you can survive on four to five hours sleep a night. So what's the issue? Well, let me ask you this. How well do you deal with people when you're tired? Are you less patient, less forgiving, more likely to lose your cool? Exactly. Getting a solid seven to nine hours sleep every night or as many nights as possible will increase your capacity to deal with the daily ups and downs and make you feel happier about humanity. You're less likely to be crabby at that co-worker for using all the coffee. You're less likely to get short with your children because they haven't tidied their rooms when you ask. Getting more sleep means you are in a far better emotional state to deal with 
the various ups and downs, the minor annoyances that happen in your life. Secondly, look at your nutrition. This is a pretty straightforward one. The better quality of food you put into your body, the better quality of response you're going to get from your body. You're not going to feel so crap all the time if you don't eat crap food all the time. If you owned a Ferrari, you wouldn't be putting in basic fuel, would you? You'd spend the extra money and pay for the top quality, scientifically proven A1 mega fuel. Why? Because the better fuel you put in, the better performance you get out. So why are you treating your body any differently? Sure, you're tired. Sure, you don't have the energy. But that's probably because you're not sleeping enough and you're not fueling yourself properly. And you create this vicious cycle. You're too tired to cook, so you get takeaway foods. But then your body doesn't run as effectively, so you're too tired to cook. So you buy more crap foods. You want, if you want to feel better, eat better. Not only that, you'll boost your immune system, helping counteract the negative effects that stress hormones like cortisol have on your capacity to fight illness. So you're less likely to get sick. So you're less likely to feel crappy. So you're less likely to eat bad foods. Number three. And this is another one with some fairly obvious reasoning. But perhaps one, there is one that you may not know about. Getting in regular exercise. Whether it's walking, running, lifting weights, swimming, yoga, you name it. As long as it gets your heart rate up a bit, you're going to improve your physical health along with combining that with your nutrition and sleep. Not only does it help your physical health, but it also develops mental toughness as you gradually learn to push yourself through your workout. No matter how hard it gets, you become more aware of what you're actually capable of dealing with. And that right there is resilience building. Not only that, but exercise causes the release of happy hormones like dopamine and serotonin into the brain, much like alcohol, cigarette, sex, or some drugs do. So regular exercise can actually increase your personal happiness and reduce your stress symptoms. And you've only got to do 20-odd minutes three or four times a week to get those kind of effects. uh, Not lastly, (laughs) getting a bit ahead of myself. Number four, meditation. Now, when you think of meditation, you may well think of a Buddhist monk in his robes, sitting cross-legged on a mat, or maybe a group of hippies sitting around a drum circle, chanting Om as the sun rises. But these are really only two examples of what meditation practices can be. Meditation is really a group of different practices that are trying to induce a state of peace achieved by freeing the mind of the thoughts and demands of daily life, by changing your focus. In short, many people meditate in a fairly traditional way, that is, sitting comfortably, eyes closed, even on a chair on the floor, focusing on their breath or their body sensations. And this is certainly an effective method of meditation for some people, Just it just works. There are some people, though, who can't sit quietly for two minutes, let alone 20 minutes or more. But that doesn't mean people a bit more energetic miss out on this fantastic strategy. 
many actually feel the same sense of peace and timelessness when working out, when painting, when writing, with music, either playing it or listening to it. For many, daily prayer is a form of meditation. For others, it's catching an amazing wave or running 10Ks. The point is there are many ways to meditate. The goal is to induce this altered state of consciousness, this feeling of calm that allows more objective rather than subjective view on our problems, often giving rise to solutions to problems the conscious mind couldn't think of being so tied up in the everyday stresses and its own ego. In short, meditation allows your mind to rest, recover and reset making you more capable of coping with whatever comes next. And lastly, number five, mindfulness and gratitude. Now, I'm not going to go too deep on this one today because I'll be, because I'll be going in depth on both of these practices in future episodes. But in day-to-day practice, mindfulness is simply an encouragement for you to focus on where you are right now to think less about what just happened or what is about to happen and more in the moment thinking to appreciate where you are. This leads into gratitude. As the name suggests, gratitude is the practice of being grateful for both the big and little positive things in your life, but also for the opportunities for learning and growth that that we can glean from difficult situations greatly increasing your resilience and reducing your stress levels. So there we go. Five strategies to help you build your resilience. Getting enough sleep, eating properly, and exercising regularly. Pretty simple, straightforward ways of helping you feel better in your own body, but also helping your mind to be in a better state to cope with whatever life throws at you. Meditation, helping to rewire your brain to be calmer, to be a little more objective and less subjective, less reactive to situations. And mindfulness and gratitude, which, as I said, I'll go into further um, in future episodes. But that taking time to focus on what you have right now and being less worried or depressed about what has happened or what might happen, and focusing on the positive things, whether it be that you woke up this morning and you had a roof over your head and clothes on your back, or whether you get to go on a date with the object of your affection, or whether you get to drive a Lamborghini to work. Wherever you are in your life, whatever good things have happened or are in your life, have gratitude for them. Even if it seems like you've got nothing to be grateful, grateful for, your life might, you might feel like you are absolutely just getting played by life and that you can't seem to catch a break. There will be something. It may just be one friend. It may just be that you've got food in your belly. There will be something you can find gratitude for. And that helps increase your level of resilience because your baseline level of happiness is higher. So go out, get some of these into practice, 
take one or two of them to start with and start building that resilience because life is always going to throw curveballs your way. It's part of the nature of the universe. Life will always have new and interesting things for you to deal with. How you deal with them is up to you. And one of the best ways of improving the way you deal with them is by developing your resilience. So that's it for another week's folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like more from us at Real World Consultants, you can follow me on Instagram at alexbornrwc. That's A-L-E-X-B-O-U-R-N-E-R-W-C. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash alexbornrwc. If you'd like to hear more from me, including great exclusive content and support the pod, you can pledge at our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash realworldpod. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let me know what you think of this week or any of our other podcasts. I do these for you guys, so I'm always keen to improve on what I'm producing. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye.